Just let our hearts be together, oh baby, cause it feels so good when we're close like this. Whisper in Let you live. 
Spike, and I changed the words. Why do birds? Well, I can't sing right now, but why do birds suddenly appear every time you're near? He'd sit by the window, and the birds would come. I loved that cat. He was a really great cat. Hey, MutinyRadio.fm, 415-550-0511. I'm here for ya. I'm here to take your call. We just talked to Detox. Down here on the corner, 21st in Florida. Don't come down. <laughs> Stay where you are, but definitely give a call in and tell me how you're doing. 415-550-0511. We're going to switch gears a little bit. We're staying in the 70s, though, with some Fleetwood Mac because hell yeah, right? Cool. 
Yo. Hey, Gary Hughes. How you doing? I'm good. What's going on with you, Pam? You going to be chilling there until like 10 p.m.? Yep, yep. Taking calls and Damn. people doing jokes or whatever they want to do. That's you know, crazy. Screaming into the void, doing, you know, yeah. telling telling people how they are, spreading conspiracy theories, telling news. Oh, yeah. I could definitely yeah. do that. We're, um, nah, actually, I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, we're a we're a, we're a media outlet, so we get to still exist, which is exciting. And we really have been doing like news that's going on. But I'm also interested in like how people are dealing with what's happening and what they think's really happening, and oh. if it's scary <laughs> or fun or how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, I I don't I don't really freak out about things like this. I'm a realist. So, <laughs> so when, uh, what yeah. do you realistically think is happening? It's just a cold. Uh, people are freaking out. Um, I do know that part of this virus is like related to SARS. Oh. So I heard they use like they like tweak the SARS vaccine oh. to see if this was going to help with that, and they're going to try start uh, use the vaccine on humans. Sure. Um, shortly. It did, yeah. But I think since it's such an emergency, like a top priority, that it's not going to take like a year, you know, how long it usually takes for FDA to approve drugs. I think it's going to be a pretty uh, rapid process. Yeah, but, they've got to move things through real fast. I mean, yeah, yeah, how yeah, long can they it. keep How long can they keep the service industry down? Like, it, it's just interesting to note how much of our economy is built on service industry and how it yeah. affects some people and not others and all that stuff. Like every bartender I know is like, boy, I know. and I know a lot of bartenders. So, you know, cause I, I work in a bar. I know a lot of service industry people and it's, you know, what are we, how do we eat? <laughs> like, right, right. No, I mean, hopefully this teaches people to, uh, I wish we were like boomers 
or you know they were like raised to like save money sure sure and people are like we like we just like kind of like live check to check yeah and uh yeah, I was just wish. Well, and just, my 401ks, all my 401ks are in the toilet now, now because yeah, the, yeah, because the, the stock, stock market yeah. just tanked. And I'm I'm actually a relatively like stable. People think I I mean I I present as a very unstable person, but yeah, I got two 401ks like, in their building. <laughs> so I mean, but they're they both just got tanked. I mean, I think I lost like 25 percent of both of my 401ks. So, I mean, it's not money I could touch until I'm 65 anyway, 64 or whatever, but still, like, I didn't want to take a hit like that on my future, on my invisible future money, like, uh, you know. You be good, man, you be good. I was wondering if I could try out some jokes. Please, please, I'll I'll just laugh. Here, I'll just listen and laugh. Do you want me to, do you want me to make a little, um... Laugh track behind you, or do you just want me to be a laugh? Track? Oh yeah, laugh track would be okay. great. I was always want to, yeah, like Bugs Bunny it. Yeah. Okay. Let me uh, let me pull up a laugh track here. It'll take me just a yeah, second. Yeah, that'd be. Um, yeah. While sure. while I'm doing that, can you tell me how? Um, what have you been eating? Are you eating out? Have you been cooking your own food? Like, what are you what are you up to? Oh, <laughs> I have a bad diet. <laughs> you know. So you're just you're still what McDonaldsing. I mean, no, 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 I don't do McDonald's thing. I'm going to step above that. That's like Section 8. But I I, uh, I just go to Trader Joe's. But Trader Joe's don't really have, like, cooked food. Like, oh, right, all the like, frozen the food, stuff. Like, all, everything's, like, prepped already, yeah. So that's what I've kind of been eating. Uh, but I just ate, like, an oven pizza. So I need to actually learn to cook. Don't ask me about cooking stuff. It's bad. Okay, here we go. Super uh, bad. I'm going to get you some. Chips, spinach, I mean, spinach, cucumbers, Persian cucumbers. Ooh, Persian cucumbers. Okay, uh, here on. we go. Uh, everybody, hey, thanks so much for being here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together, everybody. It's the hilarious Gary Hughes. <laughs> all right, all right. Here goes the first, here goes the first joke. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up, so, like, that's how... I always hear whistles. Like, whistles are big in sports, you know? And that's kind of how my mind works. So when I leave the bar at like 2 in the morning and I'm walking past the alleyway and I hear a whistle, I just automatically assume it's a good game of basketball going on over there. And uh, I'm like, wow, that's a great game of basketball. Wow, even they're even screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I'm jealous of that game of basketball. Uh, that's, <laughs> now that I hear the laugh track, I'm like, yo, that sounds worse. <laughs> no laugh. <laughs> oh, thank you, Gordon. <laughs> um, I think that was it. <laughs> I just wanted one joke. Yeah, this is going to be like a story of my life. This is it's a it's a it's a one did you you just you just you just wrote that joke this is your newest joke not even the newest joke it's just a joke that I've been trying to work out that's been on my mind I have a I have a new one I'm I'm working out because uh I I bake bread a lot I bake bread you know at least once a week and I started thinking do vegans eat bread and the answer to Uh, that do you know if vegans eat bread I'm not sure. I thought because it's yeast. 
Well, see, now that's that's where I get. That's where my joke gets to. So vegans do eat bread. But here's the thing. I baked bread the other day, and I took thousands of dormant yeasts, and then I fed them, and then I made them do my bidding. I enslaved them without their consent, and I made them burp and fart into all of my bread dough. And then they did that, and I turned on the oven, and then I murdered them. Right, right, right. And then, you know, bread, bread is some Nazi shit. Oh, my laugh track didn't get it on that. But the punchline is bread is some Nazi shit. Bread is some Nazi shit. (laughs) By the way, what is the, how did that uh, Tell a Funny show go? Oh, they were great. It was so awesome to be able to do two of the last stage times in San Francisco. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, so I got to do the 7.30 show. A 7 o'clock show and then an 8.30 show. And then yeah. I went to Ireland's and I got to do another set. And then on Sunday night, I got to do a set late, late night because they kept it open. And that was the last day there that bars go. were open. So I actually got some of the last stage time in San Francisco. And I'm so stoked on it. Like, I'm – I just feel so – I just feel so lucky that I got to experience oh, yeah. that. And now it's going to be know. gone until at least the 7th, which is so awful. You been good. I mean, we did a Zoom mic or a Zoom open mic, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, I heard about the Zoom mic. I I don't have um a smartphone though, so I'm I don't really have access to that yeah, kind of you stuff. You have a laptop though. But yeah, but I don't really know how that kind of stuff goes. Like maybe if one of my children boys comes and helps me, like maybe I'd do it. But then I'd be hanging out with my children boys, so it's pretty simple. I promise, it's more simple than you think. But 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 uh, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Though. But if like one of the one of the guys came and figured it out, you know the kids. I I just can't. I'm just not good at that. Yeah, I'm an old lady. The ones, the ones I'm, you have a crush on. I'm uh, I'm so in hip. I thought Kanye West was an airline. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's Paul Sanford's old joke, but I think Paul Sanford is dead, so I think I get to keep his jokes. I'm the only one who remembered it. I hope he's not dead. I hope he's still alive. R.I.P. Paul Sanford, or live in peace, Paul Sanford. I hope you're still around. But he hasn't been in comedy, so I'm like, I'm stealing his joke because it's good. Is that is bad? That the older guy? Yeah, he was super old. He used to pass out signs and make everybody yeah, hold up the guy. signs. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to him. Okay, for sure. Well, yeah. I just wanted to check in with well, you. I'm going to let you go call- ahead and do your thing. Thanks for calling in, Gary Hughes. I'm just playing some Fleetwood Mac and some Carpenters and some Aretha Franklin. Weird stuff from the 70s. I like, I can, I vibe with the 70s. I'm learning all the kids' new words. Yeah. I love the little kids. They're so fun to, to play with. Anyway, okay. I, and I mean that in like, the radio is a toy and they come over and play with my toys. Not like in any weird, like... They're all over 21. Okay. Thanks for calling in, Gary Hughes. Uh, give us all a right. call anytime you get a new joke or anytime you want to come say hi. I got you, pal. Woo-hoo! Take care of yourself. Appreciate you. There he is, Gary Hughes, everyone. <laughs> there we go. Got the laugh track. 415-550-0511 here. Mutiny Radio. More of Fleetwood Mac.
suppose it's time to do some news here at Mutiny Radio. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow or think about now. That's fine, too. Give me a call, 415-550-0511. The phone lines are open. And, hey, we're looking up some news. Let's see what's going on. The newest, Canada's hospitals are stretched, bearing brace for impact. Oh, the crazy map. We should check out our map and see what's uh, going on with with the guy that has the, the thing here. We'll listen to more music while I prepare.
looking at the map. Uh, still, San Jose is a big old triangle, purple triangle. It's cities with 100 or more cases. Redwood City is red with 20 or more cases. San Francisco is still looking great. 20 or less cases here in San Francisco. Uh, but the red dot is in the center of the city. Interesting. Uh, you guys can check out this at ncov2019.live. This 17-year-old uh, kid made an amazing up-to-date data map thing of all the cases. So right now we have 272,863 confirmed cases, 11,405 dead, 8,002 are total serious, and 89,688 are total recovered. There's 172 out of 195 total countries infected. How cool to have no <laughs> infection in your country. That's pretty amazing. Uh, the United States, 18,459 cases. Oof. France, 12,000, 1260. Anyways, you guys can check this out for yourselves. I'm just going to keep playing music until we get more callers in who have things to say about whatever's going on. So we're down here for you at Mutiny Radio. Don't come down. <laughs> Give me a call, though. 415-550-0511. Maintain social distancing, for the love of God. Caller, you're live on the air. Yo, it's Alyssa Westwood. Hey, I'm drunk. Hey, Alyssa, how are you hanging Stay in there? Drinking. What Stay am I drinking? drinking. Coffee. I have uh, cold pressed coffee from uh, the beans, the special beans from Coffee Shop up the street. He's not open today, but I got the beans yesterday, and so I've been Fuck yeah. yeah caffeinating my tushy and eating hard boiled eggs and. Uh, Oh my gosh, down the street from us here on 20th and Bryant, there's a bon mi store. They're selling pork bon mi's for $2 a piece. Oh my God. Okay, yeah, I have a friend who is doing curbside empanadas on um, Shattuck and Telegraph. If anybody go down to Cafe Buenos Aires and tell them I sent you. And yeah, she's doing pay what you can. And also, like, obviously, if you can afford it, just pay her. Um, yeah, just pay her. But if you're starving, you know, she's not going to. She's going to hook you up. So if people are doing the right shit, Pam. Yep. Isn't this crazy? It's like socialism all over the place. Three pork sandwiches for six fifty one out the door. I gave him a fat tip because I was like, dude, like, what? how are you even, How this is crazy. And he was like, well, you know, just for the neighborhood, trying to have options for people. And I was like, you know, thank you. That's yeah. amazing. So. Yeah, it seems like it socialism is. is rising its beautiful head, and people are helping each other, and... Well, yeah, that's the thing. We don't need the government to do it. We can all just do it for each other, and then the government can fall in line, because that's, I mean, that's the thing. We set the example. We are the majority. We've always been the majority. What we do goes, like, but if we all just, you know, if we're all just out for each other all the time, then that's what goes. Yeah. Yeah, instead of being all out for our, ourselves and... uh trying to I or, mean, or yeah if we're all out for ourselves sorry you know if we're just wow. if we're just thinking about but yeah if we're thinking about each other then they have to think about all of us i mean people have yeah. been calling me what's crazy is that everybody's still kind of in this collective shock where we think it's just happening to us where you know they're not able to pay their bills they're not able to do this they're not able to do that it's like you guys 
where literally none of us are able to do anything. Your right. business is not the only business that's, you know, that might dissolve. Your rent is the only is not the only rent that's not getting paid. You are not alone. You are not right. alone. Yeah. It's hard, too, so when going- we've removed our, like, measures of uh, community because I keep talking about my bar, my bar. Like, I spend I, – I'm starting to realize how much of my time I do spend at Benders, how much time I do spend out communing with people and talking with people in whose lives I feel like I'm connected with. And all of a sudden, I don't have this connection with my people anymore. It's so weird. It's fucking weird. Like, I just got down. I've been, uh, today, besides my normal routine, I've been working on my anatomy coloring book. Cool. Um, which has been really fun. But I also was like, wait, I instead of, like, all the people that I had been texting, I was like, nope, you're going to pick up, the, you're going to dial their number, and you're going to call them. And so I just talked to five different people. And, um that, you know, it's like, hey, we got to just start calling each other again. And then one of the people I spoke with, um, the woman I, like, sometimes see, she brought up a really interesting point, which was that the air quality has gotten better in the last week. Yeah, less cars. Oh, crazy. Amazing, right? And it's an immediate thing. We can actually all see it. We can all smell it. We taste it when we, you know, like, we can see it. So... These are like the little silver linings that really like. So a joke I wrote that I can't tell, but I'm going to say it right now is um, that so it's it's really fucked up that millions of people have to die before the rest of us can get a vacation. Right. Oh my God. Well, that's the thing I've been feeling about is that I I have so much to do. I haven't had time to work on my novels. I've only watched one thing on the screen, and that was Westworld last night because I'm fucking addicted to Westworld and I love it. And oh, I'm so, so excited good. that that's out. But other than that. I haven't had time because I like sewed something for a friend and I uh, I wrote five poems and I've got all these new jokes and I'm typing things out on my typewriter and I was like, oh shit, I need to go back and go through my novels and do some editing on that. And I was like, I have so much to do. Ah, Shane's here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so much to do that I don't even... No, I talked to my friend yesterday, Amanda, who's a she's a guitar player and a and a musician. She's like, I've written three songs. I'm hanging out with my cat. She works in a bar too, so she was like, I don't have a job. I get three weeks of vacation to to be on sabbatical and write a billion new songs. And I was like, what a positive way to think about what's happening. Oh yeah. I mean like we all needed a break. Everybody, the whole I mean, the planet needed a break, we needed a break. I've got uh, this whole file thing that's like an actual shelf of like drawers just full of loose pieces of paper. And there's got to be at least a few thousand little loose pieces of paper. And I've got, you know, 200 notebooks. So I've been trying to like, basically I'm trying to get rid of the loose pieces of paper first and uh, transcribe them into a master notebook. So, you know, you write down, if it's garbage, I'm not writing it down, but I've been getting through that like slowly, which is super fun because it's like, Oh, good. I can finally just eliminate all these little pieces of paper that torment me. Um, and all the but, jokes uh, that all the jokes that you might have written five years ago that now that you're like wicked super funnier, all that stuff that you're like, oh, I don't remember that. Oh, now I can write that into a joke. Oh, That's it is so super fun helpful. T- tapping into that. It's yeah. like, wait, you know, I had g- some good ideas. And then also when you let the material sit, I've always like – suggested this people because i write so much garbage but it's always like no just just let it sit there's something to the idea you just don't have it yet 
And any time, even if it's just like three months, like until I see the idea again, three months later, I know what the punchline is usually. Yeah. Yeah. And if I don't, it's just a shitty premise. (laughs) Sure. But even, (laughs) even those shitty premises can come back around. Like, um, I, my abortion joke, the 17-year late-term abortion, that's a joke I wrote like my second year in comedy, but I wasn't funny enough to make it funny. And now it's almost written the same way, but I made a few tweaks, and now it's like in some of my favorite material. But it's something that was an idea years ago that yeah. I just couldn't wrap my brain around because I wasn't you know, funny enough. Well, then letting things sit is never a bad thing. Like every time I've let something sit, it just, even like last, like every year I've done comedy, I've taken about a month vacation to go see my family somewhere, like either in Mexico or Canada or do some trip, right? Yeah. And every time I take a month off, I have this total panic where I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to be performing because I usually go to places that are remote and or they don't speak the same language, so right. I can't do it. And And I always have this anxiety and it really takes away from the experience of being with your family and being sure. with these people. If you're just focused on, Oh my God, I can't believe I can't perform here. Mm. Right. Um, so I, I always have to do this like massive work to like get grounded and be like, it's okay, Alyssa, you're not going to perform for four weeks. It's fine. And every time I go through the anxiety and eventually get into the trip I'm on and really have a nice time. And by the time I get back, like the next time I go on stage, Oh my God. Yeah. There's just so much there, and you're so much more present. And I was like, "Wow, my brain really needed that." Yeah, the break. Um, you got to yeah, fill the so well. It, That's the other thing is a lot of times artists will create, 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 but you need time to fill the well so you have something to create from. Like you can't yeah. just constantly be putting out if there's because then then your well is dry and you're like pumping, pumping. What's going on? Why can't I get another joke out of this? But then if you give yourself some time to, you know, the rain comes and you chill out and all of a sudden, oh, look at all the groundwater that's there. I can perform. Mm. It's all it's all there again. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And, yeah, and it's so good because I've seen this before, right? So it's like yeah. I've all of the waves, because that's what I was, I was talking to some of my friends about with the waves of like the good days and the bad days, the good days and the bad days, the days when you think, oh, this is going to be fine, and the days you think, oh, my God, this is hell. And I've had three waves because I've been in the house for 16 days. Right. But but all the waves, it's like remembering that we've all experienced personal crises before. Like we've had a crisis in our lives multiple times, and it was always on our own, right? Most of the time it was very rare that – you know, it was a collective it. pain. It was a collective, it was a collective fear. Before it's just like a personal fear or a personal problem or a personal. But this time it's everyone's kind of feeling it. Right. So it's such a cool thing because I mean, like I've gone through that. Like, I, I mean, canceling shows when we canceled shows that was so painful. Right. And then everyone canceled shows and we were like, oh, we're not alone. But um, I mean, that was so hard for me. I don't, you know, I very rarely don't show up unless it's like, oh my God, these other people are paying me three times as much or ten times, sure, you know, like, sure. or or whatever, you know. I I, I show up, right? In, you know, and just not being able to show up. But yeah, it's just been. I think it's been kind of cool, you know. Like right now, I, I I had a beer and I'm tiny, so I'm already I'm already day drunk. But you know, today was trippy. Our power went out for two hours today. <sighs> Um, I'm in Berkeley and it was just a few blocks, but it was such a moment because Kaiser's been keeping his fucking cool the whole time. And that was the first time where I really saw, like, I've been the one having the emotions and it's been so funny, but, um, 
you know, keeping those in check and just sure. being kind to yourself and each other. But when the power went out, I, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, right. Ah, what are we going to do now? Well, yes. yeah. yeah. I've realized, I mean, I forgot. I forgot that I used to write poetry. Like, I haven't done that in years, and all of a sudden I'm just like, fuck, man. I got all this weird stuff coming out of me. And and then I realized, oh, there's more to me than just being a stand-up comic. There's there's a lot of creative outlets that I put myself into that are important to me that I can embrace. And it doesn't have to be this crazy, like, I need stage time. If I don't have stage time, I'm not a person. I'm not a real person anymore unless I'm performing because that's my art. Instead of it feeling like that, it feels like, oh, wow. I had all these other creative venues and avenues that I just haven't touched into in a while that are just as valid and I can create something different. So yeah. Yeah. And then we can just slow everything down in general. Like a lot of people are still under the impression that after this is over, we can go back to, you know, to life as it was. But you know, like when, uh, when Selena mentioned that to me about the air quality, I was like, Oh, you're right. Cause I've, I've still been, I'm quarantined, but I've been going on walks every day cause I can't survive and not go on walks. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, my God, it has been nicer. All these things have been nicer. So, ultimately, at the when this ends, with, you know, when it's over, you know, whenever that is, we can't just go back to this on-demand, I get everything I want when I want it yeah. lifestyle or where we just, you know, kind of recklessly use our resources. Right. We all have to start considering that because Mother Nature said no. Right, exactly. And and that's what I've been saying to other people is that, okay, so it started with the bird flu, and then it was the swine flu, and then this one's like, whoa, what the fuck? But there's another one coming. The, the earth is going to continue creating viruses to attack what's attacking it back. And, I mean, isn't it great to have one less car? Like, it really is yeah. a thing. Well, which is kind of funny. I was hanging out with my uh, my friend Elf. He's a homeless guy who lives in Berkeley, and um, he's an artist, and he, he's a sweet, sweet guy. And uh, I visited him before, and we'll just sit there and hang out, and and he'll draw or whatever we do. And he's right in front of a car lot, and he he the other day, this was three days ago, I was sitting there with him, and three cars drove off that lot in less than twenty minutes. And this is the day they put the shelter in place oh, um, uh-huh. order. So I think everybody was kind of spazzing, but that was kind of crazy. So some people are buying more cars because in the Bay Area, a lot of us do. It doesn't matter how much money you have. A lot of us use public transportation. Right. So that's kind of like a class, uh, a classless system, essentially. Right. Everybody's utilizing it. The wealthy, the poor, everybody. Um, but, yeah, watching those cars go off a lot was like, oh, people are really hitting the panic button. Yes. Well, and that's the thing that, that I feel like the government's trying to mitigate with their texts that seem pretty um, hyperbolic, and then you get the real information, and it's not as extreme as you thought. I, I think that they're sort of social engineering us to feel fear, but not that much, because then they sort of take it away. Like, they give us a little, they give us more fear, then they go, oh, no, 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 it wasn't that much fear, and we go, oh, okay, because... When people feel fear, they're going to start to panic, and panic breeds unpredictability. And the last thing we want is a bunch of people being unpredictable. I yeah. That's the only thing that scares us. Like when I walk – when I've been down – you know, I live in the Tenderloin, and I've always lived with questionably housed people, and people have asked me, like, how can you walk through the neighborhood? And it's like 
the only thing that scares people is when people's behavior is unpredictable. So if a if a person on the street starts screaming, blah, blah, like that freaks people out because they're like, I don't know what that person's going to do. So right. if we put that on a really large scale and all kinds of people start having unpredictable behavior, that's when things get super scary. Well, and that's, yeah, my friends were asking it because I, I did have kind of a panic where I was like, you got to get out of Dodge. And then it was snowed in, so I can't go anywhere. But uh, I talked to a couple of friends and they were like, what are you worried about? Are you worried about the economy? Are you worried about disease? And I was like, no, I'm worried about people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are, most of us, and that's the thing that we never realize, the power in that, when they talk about the 99%. Um, yeah. You know, maybe it's, it's like we, the 99% live week to week. It's not just month to month. It's fucking right. week to week for yeah. most people. Sure. So like that part is like, and that's why I keep trying to remind everybody, it's not you. It's not just you. We're all struggling to pay our bills. Yeah. We all don't know if our businesses will stay alive, if right. our jobs will be there when we get back. It's not just you. To remind everybody that, you know, there has we're going to find a solution to bail the people out right now because they have to. Because what yes. they're asking us to do is surrender, right? right, so that we can get over this. Yes. And if they're asking for that, then they have to give the backup. Right. right. They have to back us up. So anybody who's out there listening to this, who is struggling with the bills, I just pray to God you have some food. But otherwise, just know that the 99 percent are all having that same struggle. Yeah. So that there is power in that. And we're not all going to get screwed. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to evict us. Um, they're not going to we they're going to find a solution because they need us to keep working. Right. Right. Well, and they this, don't do anything. This almost seems like um, it, it's interesting to cut down, to cut out the entire service industry and see what does that do to us? Because it's almost like what Andrew Yang was talking about with the automation that's coming in. And what if we yeah. don't need people? What if service industry is all robots? What happens to the people whose jobs that was? This is almost like a dry run, like a like a test. What happens yeah. if a whole sector of the entire American economy that we all, that a lot of us really, I mean, honestly, all I'm thinking, for me right now, this is no big deal because the only thing I ever spent money on before was alcohol, and now all the bars yeah. are closed. So I have nothing to spend money on. I still have food stamps. I still have money for food. Everything is fine. I just, it's like I don't have anything to buy anyways. So this didn't really affect me consumer-wise. Because right. and it's so funny that this is the time I choose to go sober, right? And now I have no parts. It's like no, there's, there's well, it's just a perfect no temptation. time. Honestly, that's a godsend. That's like a silver lining too. That's like a, okay. Right. Well, I guess I'll be sober. Right. I'd already been sober for five weeks. I was so excited to go back to the bars. I got a week in the bars, and then I'm like, oh well, no more bars, no problem. But if if this would have happened in January, I before my month of sobriety. I would have been losing my fucking mind yeah, because yeah. I got the opportunity for five weeks to sort of not have the bar be in my entire community and my entire everything because it always has yeah. been. I mean, every spare minute of my life was spent in the bar. And I, you know, I realized that when I went sober and now I got five weeks of practice so that I don't have to feel so alone because I haven't even been there that much. So I'm like, yes. Good, yeah. No, Not that's that it's perfect. all about I mean, me. We did, we did six weeks of sobriety before this went down, too. We actually started drinking, like, uh, I think halfway through being sick because we had a bottle of whiskey. But yeah. it was actually one of the cutest times I've ever been drunk. It was it was, it was, was pretty ridiculous. Kaiser and I d developed our whole new secret 
language. And uh, the next day, sober, we both realized it is not a secret language. Anyone could figure this out. That was two drunk people. Oh, my God. That's so cute, though, that you're getting, you're using this time to get closer in your relationship. And that's really sweet and amazing. Well, then also to, like, find the right ways to give each other space. And then how to be gentle, you know, because I'm a, I'm, like, I'm super OCD, right? So the house is always perfectly clean. I've just, that's just been one of the things, because I'm a PTSD person and I've got, and OCD is a subset of PTSD. It's not that I was born OCD. It's that I became OCD because it was something I could control. Right. Right. Uh-huh. And and those things, and I'm and I'm very aware of how it, it it you know is a part of my life, but it's still this part of my life where keeping everything organized, keeping everything clean, keeping. I mean, there's not a fucking thing that I can't cook. Like, there's my fridge. There, it, my fridge has never been dirty, and I do all of this weird. It, it's just it's just this thing, and for me, it's almost. It's not effortless. Obviously, there's effort involved, but because it is something that I've done for so long, you know, cleaning the toilet is just something I do when I'm in the bathroom and I notice it's not clean. Right. Yes, absolutely. And it's just a good habit, but, like, this whole thing has just been really trippy about, like, how to communicate that with him because now we're here all day together and everything, and usually I do most of the domestic stuff, and that's totally fine, and we've been finding ways of, like, okay, how do we, like, teach someone gently about because he he doesn't know where anything in the kitchen is because i oh, do all the cleaning funny. sure so it's like how do i gently teach this person where everything is and when i was a kid if my dad asked me to do something i already fucked up <laughs> yeah that was exactly that was the rule sure yeah. you should be preempting yeah, should be reading so my like, mind. <laughs> just well, and then so just like re- like relaxing and not holding other people to that standard that is yours. Oh, and to make space. Oh yeah. Oh, I've been learning he is so much. Super willing. I've been learning so much about being in the moment and letting moments make me happy and not having expectations because there's nothing I can control right now. I I can't control anybody else but my own reactions. And if I have expectations on people, I have to make those explicit or, and then I feel stupid. Like, but I'm like, I'm trying to learn. I'm learning better how to interact with people. And I'm learning about, I want an example of that. I want an example of that because it's such a good thing in general to make our expectations of people explicit because then they can just stay right away. They can go, oh, I can't do that. Right, exactly. Well, and lately I've been having people say, this is a learning thing for me. They've been saying, I'm not comfortable with that conversation. And I'm like, boundaries, oh my gosh, those are amazing. And that I can say that back. Instead of in the past, I'd just be like, oh, I don't feel, I don't, uh," and I'd talk about it anyway. Now I can actually, it's like, I don't know, listening to other people has given me the permission to ask for boundaries myself. I don't know, I'm learning a lot during this time. Oh, dude, it's been trippy. My dad, you know, and I have struggled for years because technically speaking, I love my father, but he's my primary abuser Uh, and, you know, my initial one. And the physical stuff wasn't too bad. The emotional stuff was very heavy duty. But we've talked about this. This is not something my dad would be shocked to hear me talk about. Sure, sure. And that that is so cool to be like, well, we've talked about it. And it took years for us to get to a place where we could just talk about it. And now there's like almost – no resentment on either side that I can tell. Sure. And, uh, but I've been, he has been my greatest ally in the last couple of weeks because 
when I call him, he just, it's so funny, because this guy was a fucking, basically a drill sergeant my whole life, and and he's hated every partner I've ever had, and he's hated most of my life choices, and yada, 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 and and uh, in the last few years, he's just been expressing so much pride in me for oh. choosing something and sticking with it. Because you're and doing like, great. You're really, hilarious, too. You're great. The, your joke about the heartbeat in the vagina is just killer. I feel her And you know what was so cute? This so last couple, funny. Two weeks so ago, good. Kaiser was, we were obviously doing something sexual, and he was like, oh! And he just had this gasp. He felt and your he heartbeat. Like, oh, I, I love I it. Oh, and it, so I'm like, I'm trying to get men to tap into that because there's you, you, you almost completely dissolve all of that, that fear. Because I know a lot of men are really afraid about their ability to please women. And when you tap into the heartbeat, man, you that that fear of can you please her kind of goes away because now you can feel her. Yeah. <laughs> like right, like. So it's a really cool thing, but that was so that was so sweet. well. Yeah. So my dad's been expressing this pride in me for quite a few years, and I don't need him anymore. Whether I'm strapped for cash, whether whatever my life is, I've I haven't needed him in quite some time. So our relationship has changed. You know, yeah. I don't have to listen to him, and he doesn't have to take care of me. And and now it's a totally different dynamic. That's great. It's it's a great dynamic, but it's just funny to like call somebody who was. You, and and now like all he's telling me is reminding me to be kind to myself. Mm. All these things. Like, You're like, really where helpful. were you when I was a kid? Uh, Alyssa, we have another show coming up at four o'clock. It's called the JW Megawake, so we good. gotta say hey, goodbye. Talking, but I'm fam. super excited that um, there's another. Uh, he's we're maintaining social distancing, but from four to six we have JW Megawake, and then from six to ten we'll be back. I'm gonna have people call in. I've got a laugh track all set up, so I'm gonna have people I'm gonna, do I'm jokes. Gonna, and, I'm gonna start listening. You're still posting all the podcasts, right? So we can listen after the fact. Yeah, everything's out on the everything's out on the website. I need to just Dude, sort of be moving it around and copy pasting. You're crushing and doing all that. it. We need you. I love you. We even had a disagreement and we got through it. Like right? Absolutely. So that's the thing about I, I love about you. I've never felt afraid to tell you what I feel. Oh no, and, and, never, and you were you were totally right i wasn't taking things seriously enough at the time so i completely got on board but i was like oh this really isn't a joke and it took a couple people telling me like hey dude like you this is serious for me to be like oh and we're real and that's what love is and that's and what love like, is and being yeah, able to accept and- that and take those boundaries and be like yeah dude i fucking don't come here i keep telling people call in don't come here <laughs> Don't. We're crushing it, keep, dude. Keep Pam, yourself we are safe. Crushing it. You are crushing it. I love you. Have a great show. Thank hey. you. Yay, Alyssa Westerland. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.